Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery. One of the top questions I get is how do you get clients on LinkedIn? And what's the secret sauce there? And many of you know, might know that I have a full-on course that I sell on uh, how to do this and how to build your business uh, utilizing LinkedIn. Uh, it's what I did. It's how I built my agency and turned it to a six-figure business. So I did want to give you some tips and tricks that I have learned that you can harness for your business today. So what I'm doing is I'm going to take you into a training that I did. Uh, and it is edited down, but uh, you're going to get some of the gist of what you could possibly even get into my full-on program if you're ever interested in it. And you're going to get some real tactical things that you can use for your business uh, by listening to this podcast today. And hopefully you'll be able to bring your business to the next level. So let's go right into the training. Your profile is now optimized. You're doubling your exposure you know exactly what to post so that you are going to make people aware of your products and services and you know how to convert them and bring them to the next level in relationship with your posts. So now we're going to take it to another level and we're going to talk about what you say to people and how you can build relationships on LinkedIn, what the leading practices are. So you want to start with leveraging your mutual connections. This is a great way to reach out to people. You can send a message and say, hey, I noticed we're both connected to so-and-so and I would always add something personal into your message. Maybe you look at their content first, but this is where I would start as far as who you're going to target and who you're going to reach out to, unless you have people that you're very specific about that you're trying to reach reconnect with existing connections. So past or current customers, past or current prospects, past and current colleagues and business friends, everybody that you possibly know, you want to send them to LinkedIn. And that's going to help you to start to build your LinkedIn network. And you may have already done that, but I found that I was pretty bad at this. And even with my podcast, I'm now going back and adding people because I was more concerned with, okay, do I want this person on my podcast or not? Do I want to connect with this person? versus just the connect button and just ignored the button. <laughs> but now I have like real relationships with everybody and it's much more natural for me to send the messages anyway. I want to mention that you can export your connections and that is really important to do if you were to ever lose your LinkedIn. We all know that social media, this happens to social media, servers go down, things happen. And if there was ever a glitch in the system, you would have your connections and all of their contact information. And it's just a really good thing to do. So I want to mention that. I was actually talking to Elon Musk's leadership coach this week, and we were actually talking about the fact that for many people, they don't understand how to build a network and how to build relationships with C-suite and you know, how to really reach out to people. And if you can master this skill, then there's really no limit to what you can do. So the best process for getting high acceptance rates. Step number one, you want to go in, find the person that you want to uh, connect with. You're going to like and comment on two of their posts. And then you're going to wait three to five days. Because how many times have you gotten somebody that just likes one post and then 
they go right in and just send you a connect and maybe they don't even send a message and they don't even, it's not even personalized. Then you want to send a customized message. And that's really important to make sure that you say something about their post. You say something about what they do, that you're very intentional about knowing who they are and all that. So make sure it's personalized, customized. If they don't post regularly, engage with their comments by looking at their activity. So you can see what they have been interacting with and then reply to one of their messages. The more you engage with other people's content, the more engagement you'll get on your own. Leaving a comment increases the creator's engagement by 86% and yours by 6%. So while going out and commenting on other people that you're connected with won't always increase yours, you're actually helping them out. People are really appreciate that, right? In some ways, it's a way of giving to them. And so that's a really great thing to do as far as relationship goes. The exception of that is if you go and you you post on somebody that has like an influencer that has a lot of people that uh, are going to see their post. And if you're early on the post and you post something, then that will definitely drive up your content and your views because that happened to me. A comment is more powerful than a like. And it's seven times more powerful if given in the first two hours of a post being shared. So just make sure that it's not like not a week old. There's not tons of people on it already. Try to get it within the first couple of hours. And I'm going to show you how you can kind of be on top of that. So this is where you're kind of going to do a sales pitch. When you get all these requests from people and this is what you're going to send to them you're going to say thanks for connecting and you're just going to let them know what you do and how you can help. And you're going to kind of flip that script because you know that especially those that you know, that are going to be the, you know, you're not really sure, but you're pretty sure that they're going to be the salesy ones by you starting with this. What it does is that all of a sudden it's very weird for them to instantly try to sell at you because you have now harnessed that conversation and you're like, Hey, this is what I do. This is who I help. And if you know anybody, you might even add in there, I can give you an affiliate link to my program or or for a referral, whatever it may be. So kind of that joint venture thing. Now I started to go through and accept people. And then you end up having these really just uncomfortable conversations if they're trying to sell at you, especially when you start to follow this formula and you can tell that they don't really understand who you are, what you do, because they haven't spent that much time going through your profile. They're not very personalized and they immediately want to get you on a call. What I ended up doing was I'll accept pretty much anyone unless most of the people that I don't accept are marketers that do uh, lead generation because the way that they get clients and customers is exactly what they're doing. I don't want any part of that. And so I tend to not connect with them unless they're connected to the CEO of digital marketer, then I will accept them. And we're a mutual. And then, because then I know that they like listen to me on the podcast or something. So you can utilize them. The the positive thing about growing your network, no matter who's on your list is that those people are going to know people, they're going to be connected to people. And so if they happen to interact with your content or you happen to be wanting to connect with somebody 
that is a, a first degree connection. Once you connect, you can also say, thanks for connecting. If there's anything I can do to help you or your company, please let me know. But I always like to go in there and say, this is what I do and how I can help people because that has proven to actually result in some people saying, yeah, I actually am interested. Like that's why I connected with you. So just keep that in mind. So you're going to actively look for ways to interact with people. If they start a new job, if there's a promotion, if there's a job anniversary, birthday featured in the news, the only thing that I would say is don't use the canned responses that LinkedIn provides you. Put something personalized in there so that your message goes out different than everybody else's and it looks authentic and it comes up as authentic versus just someone pressing a button that's telling them to press the button. This is good to do no matter who it is, even if they're an ideal client or not. Because the SSI algorithm loves it. It promotes some of your content. It helps you a little bit. The people might even view your account, especially if you have a really amazing headline and it's going to draw people in there. Who, who's this person? They can help me. So all of your comments and everything that you leave and messages and connections, just think of it as consistently building relationships with people, staying connection with people. And LinkedIn is kind of just your tool that allows you to do that. Look at the people that are viewing your content, the comments, the reactions, and you can always send those people a message as well. Hey, I noticed that you commented on my post. Thank you so much. How are things? Look at the reaction. Thank you so much for liking my post. It really helps you know me get my message out. And I just want to check in to see how you're doing. And then make sure that you're looking at your views, that you're reaching the right demographic. So you can create a relationship map and then start to put detailed comments and action plans here. Put down like the sushi that they like and, you know, the connections that we're making, the interactions that we're having, and just keep track of our conversations and where that relationship was because the relationships and the building of relationships so extremely vital to making future sales that it wasn't because we were going and selling. Now there's always those opportunities to sell. There's the RFP that is launched and you learn about some sort of project or you learn about their need, but they're going to go with who they like. And so it, it's so important to build your relationships because people are going to go with who they like, whether it's a corporation or whether it is an individual. So this is a great way to kind of keep track of people, especially you have a team. And you can also make this just one big spreadsheet that you put all of your contacts in and you figure out who of them are connected to each other, which is powerful too. So let's dive into connecting with C-suite. This applies to some of you. If this doesn't apply to you, that's fine. But actually a lot of what I'm going to share is going to help you regardless if you're connecting to C-suite or not. So number one, you want to use the tools we discussed to try and connect and build relationships with people as close to them as possible. So if you just get to manager level, whatever it is, however you can connect with them. If the more connections you share with them, the easier it is going to be for you to connect because you can say, look at all the people that we have in common. If you're able to connect, you can send them a video message. I highly recommend this. You can use something like Loom because video messages, people don't get a lot. They're going to listen to it. They know it's customized. They know it's not automated. And if you know what the right things to say, then that's going to really help you get along. So 
try to find someone who you know that can give you a warm introduction. That is always the most important primary thing you want to focus on. If you can get across the board, let's face it. If you can get somebody to introduce you to somebody else, it's going to be more effective. People are going to be more open to talking to you. Find out where they're spending time and be there. Kids events, networking, conferences, and find a way to be there to talk to them. Become the connector. Who are they connected with that you know? What college did they attend? Who are they um, still connected from that university? Who do you know that attended that university? What board positions at charities are they on? Do you know anyone else on that board? Do you know someone who knows someone on that board? Apply for boards they are on, attend charity events. They will be attending their, what are they passionate about? What do they do with their free time? What do they do with their hobbies? What's their company culture? Really study and try and figure out maybe people that have worked there, been there before, so you can really get in the know. Then you're going to use that bio to connect. And by the way, you can go on things like ask, or I think it's called um, find people. It's a free search online. You can find all of their information online. I would go in using those tools and then find people they're married to and find them on Facebook and look for all kinds of hints. And it's, it's kind of scary how much is out there, but you can start with the LinkedIn profile and you can, it's amazing how much stuff you can get on people. And then that's really just going to help you connect with them and build a relationship. So do you know anyone from that university that can introduce you or are they on LinkedIn and you haven't linked, you haven't connected with them? You want to go ahead and do that. Do you know anyone else on the board that they're, that can introduce you to if they're on a charity board Are any of your degree connections connected to anybody on that board or know anybody on that board? Try to then start to connect with people that gets you closer and closer to that goal on LinkedIn apply for the actual charity boards to be on. You can do that as well. Attend those actual charity events that you know that they're going to be attending. Do their kids play sports where, where your kids do? If you know someone who has kids that are on the same team as their kids are on, um, attend and connect. You would be surprised how many business deals and how many sales took place because we simply attended a kid's soccer game. So you can connect with them there. Mention their achievements and their awards and interests. This is so important. As you do your research and you go out there, if they just won some sort of award, you've got to know that. If they had some big achievement, you've got to know that. Know as much as possible and mention it because people then know that you have actually taken interest in them. If they love golf, Can you open a door for them to meet somebody to give them a great golf experience? Can you give them a a gift? There's some of those rules around like you can't give gifts because it might be considered a bribe and stuff, but think of ways that you can give them the things that they love. Now they could be somebody that just likes industry information. If they like industry information, be the one that gives them industry information. It could be that whatever it is, if there's their passion, their love, try to be the one that delivers on all of that just really depends on your connections, who that you can connect people with those types of experiences. So that's why your network becomes even more important because the more people that you know, the more that you're able to network and do this type of thing. Like uh, Mark Cuban is part of the Chamber of Congress of the city I'm a part of. So I attended one of those meetings. I got to meet him. I got to meet the mayor. I got to meet just all of these important people And that opened up a whole other world for me. And so when you can do that, you want to jump on it. 
But let's talk about business chemistry. When I was at Deloitte, one of the things that I was professionally trained in through Harvard, actually, at Deloitte University, was business chemistry. And I was taught to go to somebody's LinkedIn profile, look at the information they put on their LinkedIn profile, and know exactly which one of these categories they were in. The reason why this is powerful is it allows you to know how to approach them when selling to them, when trying to build relationship with them. And it's going to allow you to kind of gear your message towards their personality. So like the pioneer, they're the ones that is very imaginative. They're all about that. I'm a pioneer, by the way. Well, I'm pioneer driver, I think, but they're the ones that's a little bit more visionary. So if you approached me with some visionary, cool thing, guess what? I'm in, but you wouldn't want to do that with the guardian, right? They're more uh, reserved. They value loyalty. So you're going to want to be loyal to them, show that you've got the details. They're practical. This is going to bring order to your business, that sort of thing. So it gives you the things to talk about. Now, if you want more information and you really want to dive into this and really learn all of it, Deloitte just put a book out on business chemistry. It's available on Amazon. So if you really want to get into it, you can. So understand their personality type will allow you to know how to approach them. It will help you understand who they connect with best and why. And it will help you understand what excites them and drives them to make decisions. It will help you understand if your personality is compatible with them. There's two tools I wanted to mention. You can go to crystalnose.com and they actually have an extension that uh, you put in your browser with LinkedIn, you connect with LinkedIn. And when you go to a LinkedIn profile, it tells you their personality type. So you don't have to actually even figure it out anymore. It's just going to tell you. The other thing you can do, there's a free tool on Deloitte. You can actually just go in there, put the person's name in and all of their information that they ask you as far as the questions go, and it will tell you what they are.